2: Hej och välkomna till Krogs podcast. Jag heter Johan Åstrand och den här podden riktar sig till dig som arbetar i restaurangbranschen. Dagens podd handlar om Cobra Beer. Ett brittiskt indiskt ölmärke som grundades av Arjun Reddy och Karan Billimoria. Kobra skapades så sent som 1989-90 och har på 25 år blivit ett väldigt stort premiumölmärke som också sedan 2015 ingår i Carlsberg, Sveriges House of Crafts öl. Jag tänkte att Karen Willimoria, han får själv förklara eh, historien bakom Kobra och eh, börja med att beskriva vad är Kobra.
1: Cobra uh, is um, a beer of Indian origin and it tastes in between a lager and an ale and is now one of the most awarded beers in the world with 83 gold medals in the Mon selection since 2001, a household name in the UK, exported to 40 countries around the world, manufactured in the UK, Belgium and India. And I'm proud to say, the finest ever Indian beer, becoming a global beer brand, um, and a product that we're very proud of.
2: And uh, you started uh, this uh, beer company in 1990. Where 1990 did you get years. the Where did you get the idea from?
1: Uh, the idea was uh, when I was a student at uh, Cambridge University, I was studying law, and I came up with the idea of. Uh, a beer that would have the refreshment of a lager and the smoothness of an ale combined, and that would accompany all food, in particular Indian food, that would appeal to men and women alike, and that would have a global appeal, that would people who drink German beer or people who drink Japanese beer, people who drink American beer, would like Cobra beer.
2: And uh, do you remember any specific moment when you, the idea sort of uh, came to you?
1: I would not say there was uh, a eureka moment. It was an idea that evolved. But I do remember once visiting my father when he was in the Indian army and in the mountains of North India, looking out on the forests at a brigadier's house, having a chilled Indian beer before lunch, saying, I think I will put my idea into action.
2: And this was um, during the 80s, I suppose. the late 80s. Tell us a little bit about the process uh, from that moment that you sort of got the idea and developed. Uh, What happened next?
1: So the first thing was as an entrepreneur deciding not to pursue a professional career because I already had a degree from India. I was a qualified chartered accountant from Ernst & Young. I had a law degree from Cambridge University. So I could have become an accountant or a lawyer or a banker. And I decided not to do any of those and to start my own business. And then teamed up with a business partner. Um, I I look back on it and I say, I could not have done it without my partner. It's a a very lonely thing starting a business. And my partner uh, was invaluable being with him. And then it's having a big idea. And although we started doing importing products from India, polo sticks, garments... Leather goods, selling them to top outlets like Harrods, Lilywhites, Selfridges, um, whistles. We, the big idea was a beer, and then putting the beer into action, having a mentor, um, and then the luck of finding the biggest brewery, independent brewery in India, that had the best brewmaster in India, who had a six years in the Czech Republic, had a PhD from the Czech Republic from Prague University who was a dynamic, young brewmaster who said, here's a challenge. We don't make a beer like this. Let's do it. Going out to India with a bag full of sample bottles, sitting in the laboratory, tasting each beer with the brewmaster, not knowing anything about brewing beer myself, saying to the brewmaster, this is the taste, this is the texture, this is what I like about this beer, this is what I don't like about this beer, and conveying it to him, and then together saying, well, actually, this has got to be like no other beer. So where a German beer has malted barley, yeast, water, hops, this has got to be much more complex. So Cobra has malted barley, yeast, water, four varieties of hops, Bavarian hops, and maize, corn, and wheat, and rice. And it's less gassy, and it's a difficult process, and that's why you get this amazing balanced, rounded beer.
2: Was this uh, back in 1990, you worked with the recipe? So That was
1: 1990. It took us, I would say, about six months of producing brews, bottling it, shipping it to England, getting feedback from customers, tweaking it, and then we stabilized. Do you remember the
2: first shipping to London?
1: Oh, well, we got the priests in to say prayers, to bless the container before it was shipped from Bangalore, to... Southampton on P&O containers. I remember so clearly the first batch was smooth, but it was too heavy and it was too sweet, but it had the characteristics we were looking for. So we still shipped it. We sold it, we got the feedback, we adjusted the taste and kept learning for about 6 6 attempts. Then that's it.
2: And uh, I, I read that uh, the
1: first uh, Cobra, they were launched in a rather big bottle. Yes. So we, um, in India, 90, to this day, 90% of beer sold in the double size 650 ml bottle, 660 ml bottle. And that's all the brewery produced. And so they said, this is, is all we've got. And of course, in England, everyone used small bottles, 330 or draft. And so it was a big obstacle to overcome, to convince the restaurants, because our strategy was to launch it in the Indian restaurants and get people to know it there and then eventually get into the supermarkets and then get into the pubs and the bars and also to start exporting around the world. And the Indian restaurant owners gave me a chance. I'll never forget that. And, of course, two-thirds of the Indian restaurants are owned and run by Bangladeshis. So South Asia and So they gave me a chance, and I'll never forget their support. And the product then has to deliver. And luckily, from day one, we'd persuade the Indian restaurant, say, look, this is an unusual bottle size, but please just try it. And they'd try it with their customers, and we'd get 100%, almost a 100% reorder rate from the beginning. When you get those reorders, you know you're on to a winner.
2: Did you have a business plan from the start one, or, or day one, or when you first got your shipment what was the next moment to start to sell it um how did you do
1: that well you see uh, i i think you need to continually be planning and looking ahead minimum three to five years ahead and i remember even in those days this days before laptops really (laughs) um, in the brewery's computer room i produced a spreadsheet of five years of shipments from Bangalore, month by month, container by container, although I'd never sold a bottle of beer in my life, and we beat those five-year forecasts. So you've got to—I think—you've got to constantly set yourself targets and plan ahead.
2: Uh, so when you look back about uh, those first years, what do you think?
1: Um, the first five years, um, I would say, were. Really, really difficult. Um, we had no money. Constantly had to raise the money. We had to go door-to-door selling the beer from the back of a battered Citroen de chevaux called Albert. And it was very difficult, and you're up against all the odds. Kingfisher, the biggest beer brand in India, had already been in the UK for eight years before we started. Carlsberg was in every Indian restaurant. So you're up against giants. And um, it was tough. But I also have very happy memories because there were just two of us when we started. And now I've got a joint venture with one of the biggest brewers in the world, Molson Coors. Now we're partners with Carlsberg, one of the biggest brewers in the world. And the wonderful thing is whenever I'm in that environment, I can say I've done everything that people in that company have done. I've been involved in the production, the deliveries, the sales, the telesales, the field sales, the marketing, the accounting, everything. And that's such a great feeling, to know you've experienced everything in a business, however big it grows. And that was in the early days, when we had to do everything ourselves. And it was invaluable. And it was also great fun. And um,
2: apart from... You found your niche in the uh, restaurant market there. But apart from that, what do you think is the main reason for the, this huge success for, for, for Cobra Beer?
1: I think that um, if you look at... Um, I have my eight Ps of, um, of business being successful. You've got to have a great product. In our case, the product has been essential. And the product truth of that extra smooth, impossibly smooth taste and texture has been a huge part of our success, which makes it go so beautifully with all food, and particularly Indian food, which people love Cobra beer, and it's all the 83 gold medals that we've won. You know, It's an exceptional product. There's no question the product is a great part of our success. Um, and.
0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: Beautifully packaged product, an iconic product. The icons on the bottle, if you've seen a cobra, each icon stands for a stage in the Cobra Bear story. It's like Freeze in a Roman or Greek or Persian ancient column. So beautifully packaged, wonderful liquid, great brand. That is essential. And in our case, a super premium product. Um, it's always, it's, you know, it's expensive. It's uh, intricate. It's exotic. It's um, complicated. And complex. And then the next thing is you've got to have uh, the right product at the right price. And Cobra is expensive. You get what you pay for. It's not a value for money product. It's a premium product. The next thing is it's got to be available. So distribution place. And we've got very good distribution now. Um, 98.6% of the Indian restaurants, 7,000 licensed Indian restaurants, sell Cobra. All the big supermarket chains in their hypermarkets, in their big markets, in their convenience stores, sell Cobra. Sainsbury's, Tesco, Waitrose, Asda, Walmart, you name it. All the big independent, all the independent shops. Lots of them sell Cobra. All the cash and carries, Booker, Costco, all sell Cobra. And, of course, now we're getting into the pubs and the bars. And, of course, the export, exported 40 countries around the world. So, please, you've got to have it available. Next is you can have the best product, at the right price, available, but you've got to promote it. So our sales and our marketing. And our Cobra campaigns, if you see them on TV, on YouTube, they were famous for our campaigns. We didn't do any advertising for the first eight years, no advertising. couldn't afford it. It built up through word of mouth. People discovered it. First advertising campaign with Sachi and Sachi was brilliant. Our first TV campaign was not for 13 years until we started. So we really built a solid foundation of people having discovered the product, that grassroots base, which is very valuable. Um, and even now the boss campaign if you see it on YouTube it's a great campaign that we've got going so good promotion good advertising and then you have to have the best people a great team and I've got a wonderful team working with me at Cobra then you have the right people but you need money you've got to be well financed spelling finance ph so finance we're gonna have we've well financed of course now partners of Molson Coors rock solid finance then the other thing is there's no point having all this if you're not passionate about what you do So everyone who's involved in Cobra has got to be passionate and believe in it And, and have the right attitude and the right values the right vision the right mission so the mission to brew the finest ever Indian beer and make it a global beer brand the vision to aspire and achieve against all odds with integrity So you've got to have that. And then finally, you've got to make good profits. Otherwise, you're not a success. So I think now I can confidently say Cobra ticks all eight of those P's to make it a successful brand and a successful product and a successful business.
2: Because it was, um, when it was launched, you, the sales grow very rapidly, like 40% or something like every year. 70%
1: a year for three years, on average, seven zero. 0
2: um, But that resulted also in some problems for you in, back in 2008 or something.
1: Three times I've nearly lost the business. And each time for different reasons. And each of the three times it would have been difficult to predict the crisis but we managed to overcome each of those crises. And uh, the brand, having a strong brand is very, very important. And I think, uh, you know, having an extraordinary brand as we categorized it, each of those crises, the Cobra brand didn't falter. Um, So that's very, very important. And having the right values. I think the word integrity is absolutely key to all this in terms of surviving through crises. You've got the right people, the right team, your own family supporting you, backing you, and your own resilience and guts. Because in entrepreneurship, you've got to have the guts to do it in the first place, but also entrepreneurs, successful ones, have the guts to stick with it when others give up.
2: And now you... What can you say? Joint venture with Carlsberg. What what do you expect from this?
1: Well, for me, it's wonderful that um, Carlsberg is a brand that I've always respected. It is one of the true global beer brands. It is, in many ways, the grandfather of all beers, um, the grandparent of all beers, uh, and I've always respected it. And to now have Carlsberg as a partner is a dream come true and uh, of course in Sweden by by far the number one with almost 50% 45% market share Um, and I know how much the team at Carlsberg are committed to Cobra and believe in Cobra and uh, here this brand that is now a household name in Britain one of the top world beers in Britain they know that it's going to be one of the top world beers in Sweden and to me it's a matter of great pride Um, that we now have Carlsberg as partners. I would never have dreamt 25 years ago when I would sell Cobra and walk into every restaurant there was Carlsberg, that one day they'd be my partners.
2: Um, Tell me a little bit about the future. What do you expect? What's going to happen next with Cobra?
1: So I think that um, just as India as a country... The whole world is now looking at India as an emerging global economic superpower. India is a country that's going places. Cobra is a beer brand that's going places. And I think that now we will see expansion of Cobra not only in the UK, not only in India, but also around the world, and particularly countries like Sweden, where we have had a presence for a while, but now with the partnership with Carlsberg, I can see it. The sales in Sweden, three years from now, will be many more than three times what they are today is the faith that I have so we'll see I think a huge step up in Cobra's um, reach not just globally in different countries like Sweden but also with the Indian restaurants as a base Cobra growing into supermarkets into bars, into hotels, into restaurants Um, so that I can see happening very clearly Mm. winning awards because the beer is is, it's essential the beer is the foundation of it all
2: Um, so you started with the ambition to make the best beer for food or is that wrong of me thinking like that and now
1: you want to go into the bars as well no it's always that the the dream at the beginning the, the mission was to brew the finest ever Indian beer and make it a global beer brand and the finest ever in beer was a beer that was going to have a globally appealing taste, a rounded, balanced taste that would appeal to men and women alike, and to drinkers of beer from all over the world. And a food that would also accompany all food, including a beer that would accompany all food, including Indian food. So what happens now is people who discover Cobras through the Indian restaurants and it with Indian food love it there. When you see them buying it in the supermarket. Yes, sometimes they're buying it to have with a curry. They may be cooking themselves as a takeaway they're buying from a restaurant or from a supermarket, frozen or chilled food. But more often, they're buying it because they love the beer.
2: Have you done uh, tastings with other uh, cuisines, like French cuisine, or
1: German, or Swedish? What we found is that Cobra actually works with all food. And that's why, again, that goes back to my original dream, was a beer that accompanies all food, and in particular, Indian food. Now what's happened is, in London, the top Thai restaurants sell Cobra. The top Chinese restaurants sell Cobra. And now you get Michelin-starred restaurants that are French Michelin-starred or British Michelin-starred selling Cobra. So it's transcending cuisines.
2: Uh, Finally, how do you think uh, Cobra beer should be served?
1: When you serve beer, particularly beer like Cobra that is so intricately made, I think the mistake people make sometimes is you do not serve beer properly with a full head. People tilt the glass. I think it's very important how you pour a beer. And if you pour a beer with a proper head, that is when you get the true aroma and texture of the beer. That's very important.
2: Ja, det där var så Lord Billy Moria som skapade Cobra Beer i slutet av 80-talet, början av 90-talet. Han berättade bland annat att Cobra görs på fyra olika sorters humle och att basen utgörs av både majs, korn, vete och ris. Så att det är det helt enkelt som gör att det är sådant komplext öl. Jag hoppas att dagens podd har gett dig lite inspiration och idéer. Jag tycker det var häftigt att höra hur Karen pratade om att man bör tänka i tre eller fem års planer när man driver sitt företag framåt. Jag hoppas att vi hörs snart igen. Allt gott, ha det bra. Hej då.